Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Under 40 Victims of Fate podcast. Safe to say we're back in the swing of things, right? Back in the swing of things. Adam, you got it. And it is nice to be back. Nice to see you. Nice to hear your voice. Um, Red Rocks here in T-minus two and a half hours. Yeah, Red Rocks uh, coming up tonight. Yep. I'm happy um, that I get to watch James play Red Rocks. I am indescribably my soul sad. My soul is tormented with the fact that I'm not there right now. Yeah, because you you kind of had plans to be there, right? I did. I did, but it's a stressful week. Um, coming up Saturday is Mayor Man's first birthday. The big numero uno for him. Um, and so I feel like I have to be here. There's a lot of planning, a shocking amount of planning that goes into a one-year-old's birthday party. Small gathering. That's still an incredible amount of planning. So I needed to be here um, to help Tara do some stuff this week so that we could properly plan for our first birthday party that I'm sure Mayor will have wonderful memories of. Absolutely. It's the one he'll talk about for the rest of his life, no doubt. Um, some rare coincidence, my wife hears this. I also throw out there that her birthday's coming up on Saturday as well. Same birthday as, as Mayor. Um, She'll be 23. She'll be 23. What was I doing? At 23, I'm not kidding here. This is serious. At 23, I lived, I wasn't doing much of anything. I think I, I stayed on my friend Josh Coffin's couch a whole lot before. I had some other friends for a long time. I was going to Jimmy Buffett concerts and, and spring training baseball games. A second mention of baseball, man. Uh, I wonder what could be coming up, Adam. All these mentions of baseball. Yeah, and I'm sure it's in the episode notes, and by now people know that, or you even teased it a little bit in the last episode. I don't know where it came from, but I don't know if we're out of stuff to talk about already or what. But you said you were. I think I was. I was so excited to actually be doing a podcast with you that I just whatever came to mind, I just let it roll. He said you wanted to do an episode on Jimmy Buffett songs that pertain somehow to baseball, whether it would make you think of baseball or make you, maybe you would want to hear it at a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. What Jimmy Buffett songs would you want to hear? Or do you think you're most likely to hear at a baseball game? There's that question, right? Um, what would be your walk-up song? if you were a baseball player. Yeah. And I think that answer may vary based on whether or not you were a hitter or a pitcher, because a pitcher gets a much more extended time with their walk-up song, you know? Um, so all kinds of questions you could ask surrounding Jimmy Buffett baseball. What Jimmy Buffett songs make you think of baseball? Yeah, and to each question that I guess we ask each other, and you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to man the oars on this one because I don't really know where you're going with this, I but either. I love it. I love it. Don't I, get know, me wrong. I've had some podcasting practice too. Um, our friends are podcasting in paradise. I did their riddles in the sand podcast with them. Um, I listened to all seven hours of that episode. <laughs> I was like, those are funny dudes. Uh, big shout out. Um, but boy, we're probably going to talk for half as long as they did. Only because um, I've got to go put a child to bed. 
and you have to go hang out with your almost 23 year old bride. Yeah, she's on the way home from work and our, um, our Yorkie is sitting in the chair right over there. So you'll probably, she'll probably make a cameo when she walks in her first thing will be to go and, um, and see our child, our, our 13 year old Yorkie. Can't believe we have a teenager, but, um, but anyway, yeah, let's, um, let's jump right in. And, um, I got a top five already. Do you? Okay. Top five songs, top five Jimmy Buffett songs you are likely to hear at a baseball game. Yeah. Um, I'm still making my list. Let me tell you why I have a top five. Um, because if you heard a Jimmy Buffett song at a baseball game, it probably is a song you know by heart. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the first place my mind went, but I didn't know if we were. Uh, we never, ever, 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 ever. This may be, what is this, 15, 16, something like that, number of episodes out. We really got it rolling. We really got it rolling. In nine months, I think uh, we have like 16 or 17 episodes. I remember when we started, you wanted to do an episode a week. And I said, we got to pump the brakes. That's a whole lot, whole lot of episodes. I'd be I knew, I knew things were going to get more. I'd be willing to do that, you know? Sip on my rosé there back in the game. Uh, you know, I think, you know what we never ever talk about? The Yellow Album. Known lovingly by hardcore Jimmy Buffett fans worldwide as the Yellow Album. Songs you know by heart. We never talk about it, but you know what? We get a lot of chance to talk about it tonight. I sent I would, you, let's see, I sent you a text back in the spring. Yep. I was... Um, I was driving my granddad's truck and it's like an 03 or so he doesn't have Bluetooth or anything, but he does have the CD player. So it's really cool when I do that. And from when I've had to drive it before throughout the summers or whatever, I bought an extra copy of songs, you know, by heart to keep in there. And on a particularly warm spring Saturday morning, I was driving around and what a cathartic experience it was listening that out because even as a fan I don't listen to those songs very often I probably listen to Boat Drink Son of a Son and he went to Paris more than the rest but I listen to Come Monday quite a bit hearing those songs in that order definitely reminded me of what made me fall in love in the first place I love that that's wonderful and I think I'll kick it off I'll say it a song we don't mention enough uh, hello to our good friend Brendan Mayer, great friend of the podcast, great guy. Recently had a birthday as well. Happy birthday, late Brendan. Um, he mentioned on his Mount Rushmore of Jimmy Buffett songs. I think he mentioned that you just have to put Margaritaville, and I'll say there's no way you could talk about Jimmy Buffett songs you would hear at a baseball game without talking about Margaritaville. So that's number one. That's number one. Uh, the song gets a lot of smoke. It really does. From if you're Jimmy truly Buffett. like in real life going to hear a Jimmy Buffett song at a baseball game and it's not Jimmy Buffett night, mm-hmm. it's going to be Margaritaville. And yeah, it's it's, there. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, stops right. there. I think you've got, I think we have a runner up uh, to what you may hear at a baseball game. Uh, if you're not, it's not Jimmy Buffett night. Or we have a runner up for what you may hear. What would be your second pick? What do you think? I would go. I would go cheeseburger in paradise. I think you would hear that one at a baseball game. 
fairly regularly. They got to sell some concessions, you know. I could see that for sure, but I could also see, um, I could also see fins. You know, you want to oh, you want to switch yeah. up the wave a little bit. You know what? We probably need to clarify what kind of baseball game we're talking about here. Um, minor league baseball, where revenue is the name of the game, um, where they're trying to entertain the fans. They may have a dance off and, and or a fin off. Mm-hmm. You know, they could do that. Yeah. Or they, they might play cheeseburgers in paradise to encourage folks to hit the old concession stand. So that's probably they my could. top three. Okay. Well, you know, maybe maybe the ice cream guys going around and and they play Dreamsicle. I don't know. Dreamsicle would be hard on the crowd. You know. <laughs> As much as I would love it, Dreamsicle would be tough on a crowd potentially um, because here's what I think. You hear the music at a baseball game much more than you hear yeah, the, the lyrics. Words. The words. Yeah, for sure. So if we could get everybody to be quiet and enjoy James the way he's intended, uh, then yeah, Dreamsicle would be a good hook. Just thinking of the actual frozen treat, the Dreamsicle, right? You know what I mean? Summer fades into the twilight. Yeah. Three hour early September. Summer's fading away. Got a couple weeks left. Jimmy says on a live episode or a live episode, a live recording of Dreamsicle. Um, on a hot night like this, a Dreamsicle sure would be a good thing. Yeah, I don't think true. I don't think baseball without thinking about the heat. You know? That's true. It is a hot sport. Where we're from, especially in North Carolina in the summer, mm-hmm. I've had some nights at a baseball park. Where I was, it was supposed to be 97 and 88% humidity. And I'm pretty convinced that every mosquito on earth was around me. Yeah. I've had a lot of that. But you got me quiet songs. Um, not quiet, wrong word. Under the radar songs that would remind you of baseball when you're listening to Jimmy Buck. Well, I think you have to start with a mention of baseball and rounding first and thinking of the worst or never thinking of the worst and shouting out Pete Rose and, and all the good stuff that comes in uh, growing older, but not up. Right. That's it. Yeah. I think about that one. Don't you have yeah. to go there? I think um, you have to, you have to, I think for me, I think about what are we even talking about now? Songs of James's that may make you think of baseball. Um, July 4th, 2000 and 13, maybe. Uh, Tara and I, we took a trip over to Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. And we went to a baseball game and we hung out uh, on Beale Street. We did a lot of fun stuff. And I bet I've, I've thought of that baseball game no less than a dozen times when I listened to the song Meet Me in Memphis, which coincidentally would also be an excellent song to play at a baseball game. Mm-hmm. With Maybe the horns, great you know, horns. The horns, the horns are good. Um, just lyrically speaking, say I'm watching a baseball game on TV, and it's not like the ESPN broadcast; it's the local one. It's like Fox Sports South, or whatever. Or in my case, Fox Sports Midwest. Not because I'm in the Midwest, but I'm a St. Louis Cardinal fan for no rhyme or reason. Um, we've talked about that with Brandon mayor before but i could see like um a runner the announcers leaving the inning you know before the half inning or the next inning and saying oh you know wainwright strands a runner on third and then as they're going out 
into the commercial break, they're fading stranded on a sandbar. Yeah. <laughs> right. That would be, um, I think, whoever the producer was for that show, um, that would be a subtle nod to the rest of us out here that are big mm-hmm. Jimmy Buffett fans. Like, hey, I'm I'm one of you. You know, I've yeah. always I've always thought that would be neat. Like, I've thought about how funny it would be. Like, you're so you're so good at golf. This is more realistic for you. But what if you won the U.S. Open? Still and extremely unrealistic. But okay, I would call it unlikely, but not unrealistic. Uh, I just think That's you gotta just, you just gotta get your game together. You know. That's um, kind. So let's say you're getting interviewed after winning the U.S. Open. How funny it would be. Every single question that gets asked, you work in some Jimmy Buffett song or some Jimmy Buffett lyric into your interview and your press conference. That would be hilarious. That would be good. You know what else would be be great for baseball, Adam? I can't believe we haven't mentioned this. Two songs. That I think of these two songs together quite often. um, Because I think at concerts, they hit my ear pretty similarly and they hit the crowd pretty similarly. I would say Brown Eyed Girl. And I would say Down at the Lottie Dot. Yeah, it's the, the musical part of Brown Eyed Girl, the and the actual melody and la-di-da are like exactly the same which is why they segue into each other to open most of the shows this year that has to be why i've been thinking about them together because yeah they open the shows yeah and and of course the la 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 la's and and all that um okay maybe you're watching the little league world series and you're seeing a compilation of diving catches and beautiful web gems by these outstanding 11 12 year old athletes and you have schoolboy heart on loop yeah right yeah think that would that would work that would work uh i have a friend who and guys we're stretching here we're really stretching hank really put us in a box with this episode i did uh we gotta talk walk-up music next and then we then we gotta figure something else out (laughs) Um, it'll be our our 11 minute episode (laughs) shortest episode yes stay off our back for another week here's something you know that's like uh sometimes i do that if i haven't been in the gym in a while or if i haven't worked out for like two weeks i'll go do like a, a 10 mile ride on the exercise bike takes me like 30 minutes i'm like all right I'll, whatever i worked out we'll see you. yeah um, so real quick some more songs that i could hear within a baseball broadcast yeah. sunny afternoon right you got the afternoon game midweek i could even hear that maybe in a stadium Sure. When we were in Savannah on our honeymoon, we, I didn't know about the Savannah minor league baseball team, but they're called the Savannah Bananas, okay. which would allow you, would Savannah fare you well, like say you've just beat the Savannah Bananas yep. and they're like, they're down to their last out and it's, you know, it's just an easy 6-3 put out at first, right? And <laughs> I don't even know which division they're playing in. Say they're playing the Durham Bulls. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. I don't even know if they're in the same division, but the Bulls get the last out right, little little pitch over the fir- to first base, and then as the bananas are leaving the stadium, Savannah, fare you well. Like, yeah. get out of here. It's that, over with. We win. That, that could even be some really good um, Twitter trash talk, I think, if you beat the Savannah Bananas. You got to beat them. You beat them. You can hit that one on the old Twitter and really do some damage, I think. You got to beat them. It, uh, that, that would be something that the Wendy's Twitter account would tweet out. Yeah, but if they're – if the Savannah Bananas are showing a compilation of your team making errors against theirs, you know, they would need something just goofy enough but still just sweet enough to play while, while they're – showing this compilation of errors so they could do banana win instrumental (laughs) (laughs) i also think i can't help but think of the city right because of the the video jimmy does with that when he's riding out out around wrigley field and don't get me wrong i hate the cubs hate them but uh well i'm a cardinal fan we're supposed to sure yeah but anyway um Definitely, when I hear the city, I think about Chicago, Wrigley Field, and obviously the, I think the, I Steve, there. the Steve Goodman references and all that. Yeah, he well, he plays it on the live from Wrigley. Oh, that's um, right. Album, yeah. 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 Also, one, one going crazy on Caroline Street. Um, yep. I think about Wrigley Field. Well, unfortunately, I think about Wrigley Field more than any other baseball stadium when when thinking about Jimmy, and I guess next would be Fenway because he's, he's done a live record you, from there, too. You should have been around Wrigley Field when James played with Howard. Those are not I mean, a true showing out of paradise. We were everywhere. Every bar. Grass curves, everything. I don't know if you can hear Jack Sparrow, by the way. He's yeah. Yeah, I can. Drinking the bottom out of his bowl. Thirsty gosh. Um, so I had a guy, have a guy that I work with. And he managed a minor league baseball team, I'm pretty sure, in Australia. That's where he managed a baseball team. Um, he did something in Australia. I could be mixing up two of his jobs. He's worked in minor league baseball and also in Australia, and I think they were connected. Uh, he'll, he listens to the podcast, so he'll correct me uh, either way. Maybe he'll tweet us um, under 40 pod, nope, under 40p on Twitter. Um, maybe he, he'll email us at under 40 pod at gmail.com. Uh, if we even release this episode, Adam, you know, the people, they want something. It'll get out there, I'm sure. The loss takes. Uh, this is what happens though, when you don't prepare. Uh, nonetheless. I, I, when I, do we ever? That's prepare. what I'm saying. This is the first time we've struggled with it. Um, Podcast in Paradise, guys, they were dialed. I mean, dialed. They knew what was going on the year Riddles in the Sand came out. They knew what was happening in Jimmy Buffett's life. They knew who produced the record and who else, like what else that guy produced. It was pretty amazing. Um, but minor league baseball, they used to play if it all falls down every time they lost a game. Oh, that's cool. Down. Yep. At the end like of the game, yeah, at the end of the game, pal, if it all falls down. That's really cool. Which I thought was good. So let me ask you this, Adam. You've had a lot of time to think. Yeah. We've been rambling for, I don't know, 15 minutes. Yeah. Someone may still be listening to this episode. If you were a pitcher, so you got about a minute, maybe a minute and a half. If you're a pitcher, 
what is your music that you want up to? I was hoping you'd let me be a pitcher. Um, it's got to be the last line, right? Because mm-hmm. if I'm coming in for a save opportunity, like I, I'm picturing myself as a as a closer, sure. right? I'm coming that, in for a save opportunity. That's better than being a long reliever, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, no, it stops here. Like John Smoltz 2.0, even though I probably can't throw at 70 miles an hour anymore. Anymore. You probably could. Probably could. It would just hurt. It would hurt, and I would have no control. Right. No control. I played some church league softball up until, well, up until COVID hit. And um, four-time champs, shout out Freedom Baptist Church. Four-time champs. But, um, yeah, you know, I wasn't the pitcher. I was out there patrolling center field. They put the athlete out there in center field. Like a – White Kenny Lofton, if you will. Very good. I used to love Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton was pretty good. Yeah, he was very good. Yeah, very good. You know, if I were a pitcher, I think I would go with one of my all-time favorite Jimmy Buffett songs. At least lately, it has nothing to do with pitching, but it puts me in a really good headspace, and I think that's important. Um, I would go with "Living It Up." Mm-hmm. I knew that. I knew it, it was re- coming. It would remind me of the gravity or better put the lack of gravity of the situation if that makes sense like yeah it does doesn't matter i mean maybe maybe the world series is a big deal um playoff baseball big deal let's be honest your average american ballpark on any given night very low stakes it's a low stakes situation yeah you know minor league baseball even low stakes you know um you play 162 games in the major leagues. Low stakes for about 156 of them. You know, just yeah, just low stakes. So I hit them with some living it up just to remind me of the lack of gravity of the situation. So you're in a good headspace. You can really let it roll. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what about if you're hitting? What's your? Gosh, what's your I have no idea. Hit? I have no idea if I'm hitting. Here's what we've learned. Maybe um, Great Heart. It's got a good quick start. Yeah. You know, uh, upbeat, good quick start. I could dig it. Um, we started this episode with Margaritaville, Cheeseburger in Paradise, Fins, songs you know about heart. Um, and here we go. Back to Arlo Faithful, because you know what I would go with? You know what I think is the best opening 14 seconds of any Jimmy Buffett song? Guess one particular harbor. <laughs> that is always the good baseline go to guess for anything Jimmy Buffett um, and me, uh, but it's not the answer. Uh, though they do have good drums and stuff to start off the live version. Of the best uh, opening 14 seconds. Let's say the best opening 14 to 16 seconds. Jimmy song. Okay. Is it just musically or is it? Yeah, it's musically. I think I would go to music. It's not like um, banter. No, no. So here's what I've learned too. So last year I tried to get the press box crew to play all Jimmy Buffett at a baseball game. I should have learned then that Jimmy Buffett is not always meant for baseball once you get past Margaritaville. And we're learning that tonight, Adam. We're learning that the hard way. Um, I had a feeling we would. (laughs) You know, the hard way. we text almost daily, and at no point did you text me and say, this is a poor idea. I was really excited to get into this. 
thanks for uh, thanks for not stifling my creative mind. But uh, <laughs> I should have learned because you know what I said. Hey, here's what you got to do though. You got to think of clean Jimmy Buffett songs. You know, you can't randomly for the baseball game hit the whole crowd with a random bad cuss word or like some why don't we get drunk and screw you can't hit the crowd with that it's just not appropriate you know for families and people of all ages um so i said hey how about fruitcakes play some fruitcakes so they were like yeah sure it takes a good minute and 20 seconds to get into the song and so you can't you know i've learned that too if you're trying to play jimmy buffett songs for people to convince those people that jimmy buffett is legitimately one of the best musicians of all time um you gotta skip in fruitcakes up to like a minute and 10 seconds maybe otherwise they're gonna be like who is this fool screaming about junior mints and then mm-hmm. you have to explain the whole premise of the song is that we all might as well be fools screaming about junior mints you see what i'm saying yeah anyway yeah so what is the one that you love the intro to if i were gonna be a hitter and i only got like eight to ten seconds I'll play full button. Okay, yeah, my mind never goes there. It's a good rock and roll song. It never goes there, yeah. Maybe you quietly, uh, subliminally, like Dan Smith, hates songs from Saint Somewhere. Maybe you hate Son of a Son of a Sailor. That's why you never think of full button. I love that album. I love that album. But you never think of it. But I never think of full button. I think of that album often. In fact, I saw somebody on Twitter the other day was getting in a conversation about the best B-side, and it's, they said A1A absolutely has to be it. Hmm. Probably, maybe. But Son of a Son of a Sailor gives it a run for its money every bit. I don't disagree. Well, you know, Coast, Coast of Marseille, Cowboy, yeah. Manana, and African Friend. Coast of Marseille is probably the one that does not um... – Big time do it for me. Doesn't move it for you. No, yeah. it doesn't. I've even heard Caroline Jones sing it in concert. You know, it doesn't work for me too much. I mean, it's good. I'm yeah. not like, uh, I'm not angry if he plays that one. It just mm-hmm. wouldn't crack my set list. I really like that one. The full button's never been my favorite for some reason. That's why. You know who I just randomly thought of, Adam? Uh, Zach Dorman listens to our podcast so much. Zach is the best. I just feel like I need to apologize to Zach for this episode. Be fine. He's gonna be listen fine. to the whole thing. No, if he's still listening, then he only hates it so much. <laughs> That's a good point. Right? Hang with us, Zach. If you make it to the 28-minute mark or so, uh in this podcast, hang with us. Let us know what you think, man. Maybe we're too hard on ourselves, Adam. Maybe we had a hard week. You know, maybe we both had a little stress, hard weeks. You know, you're getting back in the swing of things at school. Oh, and it's um, been awful. But I, I teased and and created a very bad topic for us, but here we are. We're still talking about James on the internet. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to hear Dan's reaction for this. He's going to roast us. He's going to roast us. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So let me ask you this. <laughs> We're just going to go. We're going to go to four songs. I'm going to twist on our four songs. It's not baseball related. We're done. Makes you think of volleyball. <laughs> Have you read us? You're in a World Cup soccer game. No, I'm kidding. Um, first, say, look, first look goes Brazil's always pretty good. Yeah. 
at soccer. Brazil is uh, really good at soccer. Mexico. Also good at soccer. Also really good at soccer. Um, those are good soccer songs. Here's what I can promise you, Adam. We're never going to do a soccer episode. Ever. But that's all right. If you had, I, I, here's what I think would be fun before we do our four songs. Four songs that you would want to hear on the beach that are not Jimmy Buffett's. Okay. Yeah. You want me to start? Do you, yeah, if you have yours. I've been thinking about this because I've been on one really hard lately. It's by a band called OAR. You ever heard of them? Yeah, I have. I wonder if they like Jimmy Buffett. Who knows? They're, Who not, they're from up north, so maybe not. Who can truly say? Who can say? Uh, Just Like Paradise, OAR song. I love it. You should check it out. Just I'm like going to have to check that out. Yeah, that's good. Yep. Another one. There's a little song by a local Charlotte band called uh, Simplified. The song is called Island Time. Island Time. Yeah, oh, I know that one. Man. They jam that one once in a while on Radio Margarita. They do play it on there. I think that's the first uh, first place I heard it. And then I'm going with, for some reason, Barefoot Blue Jean Night. Okay. Really good summer song. Really good beach song. And then I have kind of a total. That's by Jake Owen. For those, yeah. those of you shazamming it, you don't need a shazam now. Yep. Jake Owen, Barefoot Blue Jean Night. And then I think uh, I grew up in the eastern part of the state. Um, we did a lot of beach music over there. Uh, and so let me tell you a song that I've been digging lately. It's called I Love Beach Music by the Embers. Mm -hmm. It's the jam. Those would be my four I'd put on a loop, I think, on the beach if I was not allowed to listen to James. If James, okay. had, if James had never gone to Key West and had never taken off, I'd never heard of him, then I think those would be my four most go-to beat songs. But here's the thing. James probably inspired some of those musicians along the way. So we might have had those songs without Jimmy Bob. That's right. <clears throat> well said. Well said. Well, I still don't have my four, but I'm going to start out with a Kenny Chesney song that mm. maybe many people don't think about initially when you're thinking about Kenny's greatest beach songs, like you'd probably go straight to Pirate Flag, Summertime, No Shoes. Um, but my favorite Kenny Chesney song probably is El Cerrito Place. Um, um, I won't stand for that. Let me tell you why. That's a Charlie Robinson song. It is. It's a Charlie Robinson. Well, actually... It's a Keith Gaddis song. Keith Gaddis <laughs> wrote it. Keith Gaddis wrote the song, but I can to this day remember the first time I heard it. I bought the record the day it came out. I was uh, I had just graduated high school. <clears throat> I was at a gas station about to fill my truck up with gas, and it got to that song, and I couldn't get out of the car. Just it's a beautiful song. The melody was so like beautifully haunting and anytime he and Grace Potter sing together she oh. sings harmony on the song and um, someone said they might have seen you where the ocean meets the land so I've been out here all night looking for your footprints in the sand. Beautiful. 
Keith yeah. Gaddis wrote wrote an extremely beautiful song, and I think Kenny and Buddy Cannon, the way that was produced, the way he sang it, it is it's probably that way down here. That and way down here are, are my two favorite Kenny Chesney songs. Way down here is an absolute, absolute unbelievable song. In fact, you know what you've just done, potentially not on purpose. If my wife left me, uh, those were two of the songs I've listened to all night. Again, I remember the first day they're I heard sad, that they're song. They're sad songs. They're sad I remember the first day I heard that song. That, that's as beautiful a song as you ever uh, You know what Kenny Chesney song I listen to on the beach and love? What's that? Save it for a rainy day, mm-hmm. which I yeah. also listened to if my wife left me. Yeah, well, the the guys from Old Dominion actually wrote that song. Who who broke Kenny's heart? Can you tell us that? Yeah, well, way down here was written about Renee Zellweger. You know, mm-hmm. they were married for just a few months, and then it was annulled. And he wrote that song about. So he was home for Christmas that year, and he was with family and everybody. He just was not happy at all and he could not wait to get back down to the islands he's he's like i know that sounds awful but he just didn't feel right being around everybody and he said crazy as it sounds as soon as he felt the salt air he he immediately just felt better and he said to his boat captain if i'm going to be down i'm going to be down way down here and then he ended up writing the song and i think it's the best song he's ever written pretty pretty sure he wrote that Pretty sure he wrote that one by himself, in fact. Let me ask you this. We're not going to do a whole episode on this. Don't worry. Yeah. I hope that I could. What heartbreak song would you listen to? If you had to listen to a song dealing with heartbreak, that is a Jimmy Buffett song, what song would you go with? That's way easier than baseball. Distantly in Love. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's good, man. It's, um, I may have said it before on here. I know I've told you. That song's climbing with a bullet on my ranks. Like it gets literally gets better every time I hear it. Tony, it's a top ten for me. It, for Has me been. too. For me too. Before I put you on that, have you heard that? Yes, I had heard it. Um, definitely wasn't on the level that it was on for you, though. I wonder if I was. I was hoping I finally done something right in the musical world in regards to you. Maybe put you on something. No, I I had heard it, but um, I'm sure you've done that one. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I'm quite sure you have. I hope so. Yeah. So what you got? I think you got one or two. Two. I just have one. I just have El Cerrito play so far. The next one, you you guys heard me talk about Brett Denon a lot. Mm -hmm. He's got a song called Cassidy, Mm -hmm. which is just so breezy. it starts out, Cassidy is reggae music playing on the beach. A new moon tonight and there isn't a cloud in the sky. Grab your Swiss army knife and a blanket and meet me outside. Oh, it is really, really good. It's, it's like um, breezy folk type music. I can get down with that. Yeah, I, I suggest if you haven't heard that, especially I think a lot of Buffett fans will like that if, if they don't already know it. Gosh, where do I go next? I'm, I'm cruising through my Spotify, just trying to think, um, you know, songs I'd listen to on the beach. Um, and it's an opportunity for me to kind of, you know, showcase some of my, some of my favorite non Jimmy artists, but I don't know if a lot of these just kind of fit the, the beach mode. I, 
I'll do three by five by John Mayer, which is a song about um, seeing the world through your eyes instead of a camera lens. Nothing drives me more nuts than people who live their lives like this, watching it through here. Adam holds and, up his camera for reference. And John, oh yeah, sorry, you can't see this unless you can. And um, John Mayer wrote that song in like 2000. So he was way ahead of his time. And he was just talking about people who were walking around taking pictures of everything way before people were walking around videoing and taking pictures of things with their phones, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there, there's a line that says, you should have seen that sunrise with your own eyes. Brought me back to life. Um, Love that. Yeah. So I guess that's my next one. If you haven't heard Three by Five by John Mayer, go listen to that. And then, hmm, hmm, hmm. let me look here. I really, I've been on a huge Matt Nathanson kick lately. Yes, you have. I, I'm in a huge Matt Nathanson kick. And my favorite album lately has been his album from 2013 called Last of the Great Pretenders don't know that any song on there really fits the mold for what you would call a beach day but but if i was going to the beach right now to spend the day i would probably play the whole album on repeat and since we are nearing the end of summer i would say last days of summer in san francisco which is the third track on that album hmm. um, a lot of really good imagery i don't know that it fits the mold of your typical beach song, but I would definitely, I don't think I could take a beach trip right now without playing literally that whole album, but that's, that's possibly my favorite song on the album. The chorus says, uh, no one cares about the stories they're not in. And that's, that's pretty true for the most part. That is hundred percent true. Like, um, and I'm interested to have that conversation with my class. Like I want them to decipher what that means that might be a writing assignment they have later this year. I'm interested to see where they go with that. But the dreaded, the dreaded writing assignment. Oh, yeah, they hate it. They hate I it. But I, I, I hate it for them. I hate it for them. I try to make it as easy as possible in most cases, but if you read their writing, you'd be like, oh, those kids need to write. <laughs> Are you going to teach about any Jimmy Buffett songs this year? I plan to do Diamond as Big as the Ritz again, the short <laughs> story. Nice. I really do. Um, and I haven't decided yet. I'm teaching sophomores this year, too. Last year, it was seniors and freshmen. This year, it's um, freshmen and sophomores. What are the themes so of your class? As far as like, what are you, um, what are you teaching or whatever? Yeah, what are you teaching them about? Yeah, well, I mean, it's high school English, right? So we, we read all sorts of different stories. Um, and English one follows a pattern of short story, memoir, epics, novels, and drama. We have to touch all five of those. Um, English two is a little more, they have an EOC in English two. So it's like reading comprehension is extremely stressed as are figurative language literary devices, all those things, uh, writing, grammar, everything in the world. So it's a smorgasbord of, of things and you really don't know how to prepare. So you just try to 
make sure they're pretty good at everything. <laughs> but it's my first year teaching it, and it's uh, somewhat nerve-wracking, but just do do the best you can. Roll with I the think, punches, as Jimmy would say. I think if I had to teach a class about literary devices and other stuff, I, I mean, I think you could entirely base your class on James. Mm -hmm. All of it. You could, yeah. You got to hit them with some soul food. Well, I've been I've been debating what stories to read with with my sophomore class because we have a reading list we can choose from and where I was kind of able to get creative with the freshman and do diamond as big as the Ritz was you know we had to do F Scott Fitzgerald and most people just do the great Gatsby but right. um, he, he did diamond as big as the Ritz which I enjoy even more and if they're going to make a movie like Gosh, I wish they'd make a movie about that story. If you're reading this, I'm sure you know the song that Jimmy wrote. Or if you're reading this, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know the song Jimmy wrote about that short story. But if you haven't read the story, and it, I guess it's not even may not even be a short story. It's because I just have the PDF, and it takes a little while to read. But you could read it in easily a weekend. Go read it. It is really good. It's really good. Um, just impeccable imagery and that's what we focus on imagery and characterization is what we focus on when we're reading that story so the way he developed his character is really good and obviously jimmy's always jimmy's been impressed in his characterization in songs because he's able to set it up in less than three minutes right you know what songs i just thought of imagery and characters color of the sun and gypsies in the past immediately you should teach just those songs Maybe oh poetry, poetry something I forgot to mention. Um, maybe for my poetry, I, I could do definitely do color of the sun. That, that's a poem, man. Well, that's first one's beautiful free. poem as you'll as you'll read. First one's free, Adam. Next lesson plan I got to do. I'm invoicing you for it. T hashtag teachers pay teachers. <laughs> right. Hashtag teachers pay lawyers. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Adam. Let me ask you this. Sounds so backwards, but anyway. <laughs> Some teachers do pay lawyers various things, you know? Let me ask you this. You have one song to encourage our audience to go listen to and appreciate this week, written by James William Buffett. What song are you going to leave the people with this week? I have one song. I'm trying to see, it's difficult to remember what I've said and what I've not said. Okay. Um, when the Coast is Clear. What leads you there? I'm going to go with when the coast is clear. Well, it's that time of year. Um, yeah. The summer's winding down. Dude, and right. it's actually my, it's my favorite time to spend time around the coast is, is when it's not so crowded. Obviously, I'm not going to go jump in the water when it's really cold. Some people like to do that and surf during those times or whatever. Um, but just as far as being in a beach town, hanging out, there's something I really like about being there in the fall. Even the winter, you know, when it's not tourist season. So I can for sure relate to that song. Good one. Um, I have a lot on my mind right now, but I have one big one uh, that has really been just in my dome, along with Just Like Paradise by OAR. This one has been, I bet if you looked at my top five most listened to Spotify songs. Um, 
this would be one or two and just like paradise probably are be uh the other one whatever it was um is from potentially uh jimmy buffett album i think that uh i did the math the other day this album uh also older than me much older than you uh, released in 1982 since we're the under 40 victims of fate this album will very soon turn 40 years old. We won't um, be able to talk about it. <laughs> and then we won't have to talk about it anymore. Won't be able to. We probably never would anyway. Um, I love James. Adore him. I would jog from here to Red Rocks if I thought I could get there in time for the concert tonight. Um, this isn't my favorite album. Does, does that give it away? 1981, not my favorite album. Or 1980, when you said 1982, that gave it away. Sorry, 82. Yeah. Yeah. It was recorded in 81, released in 82, mm -hmm. somewhere over China. Uh, and I don't mean to be mean about this album, but listen, <laughs> it's sandwiched between Coconut Telegraph and one particular album. You know, good luck. Good luck. But that said, there is one really great song on there that I would encourage people, if you've not listened to it before, go listen to the song, If I Could Just Get It On Paper. Yeah. A banger. It's a banger. It's a great song. It's a great song. I said even last episode that I really like Somewhere Over China, the title track. I like I Heard I Was in Town. Um, that album is one, I'm pretty sure I said this last episode, it works cohesively. Some of those songs come on your shuffle, though. It doesn't work quite as well. What'd you say? That's a good point. Oh. Your microphone went out for a second, or either, the mic. or either my my ears went out for a second. Could have been either one. Could have been <laughs> either one. You know what, Adam? You know what we've done tonight? Well, a lot. We've talked about a lot. An impossible topic. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett, as it relates to the game of baseball, it's an impossible topic. But we've had a mention of some great songs. Mexico. Great cover. We talked about the Yellow Album, though we don't talk about it a lot. We've done some good things. We've done some really bad things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been an episode. This is some episode of the Under 40 Victims of Fate tonight. We hope you've enjoyed it. I mean, we've enjoyed it. There's been some self-deprecating uh, discussion tonight, which is okay. Maybe the best part about this episode is the fact that we get to mention the Parrot Head Shop on that. Yeah. Probably is the very best thing about this episode. You know, Mayor Man's first birthday coming up, and he's probably going to wear a onesie for a lot of that day that we got off the Parrot Head shop on Etsy. And it says Baby Parrot Head or something like that. I have to go look. She's got a lot of good ones. Jana yeah, is also going to. She's also going to do her best to edit this episode and make us sound. Say the the best part of this podcast will be whatever opens it musically and closes. <laughs> <laughs> still got to still get some James in there. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, um, she does a great job, extremely creative. As soon as we can pump out some quality, quality content, Jana's going to keep on with our social media because she's a marketing wizard. Yeah. The Harry Potter of social media, a <laughs> wizard. It's incredible. Yeah, for sure. And she runs the Parrothead Shop on Etsy. She's a tremendous fan. She just got tickets to the Cleveland show coming up. Some other good things about this episode, though, Adam, we did get to talk about Brendan Mayer a couple times. It's great, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so not, not all bad. Not a total waste. This has painfully been the under 40 victims of fate. Hank 
and Adam signing off. Take care, fins up, and we will see you next week.